If you've been paying attention to the news recently, you've probably heard buzz about the expiring copyright for Steamboat Willie, the very first Mickey Mouse cartoon ever created. This has spawned creators across the globe to create their own versions, games, and stories about the cartoon and that particular edition of Mickey Mouse. However, if they knew what I know about it, they would be trying to ban the cartoon from the internet instead of spreading it around. My story starts one night when I was hanging out at my new friend from school, Roy's parents' lake house. His parents had gone out to dinner and left us alone for a couple hours. So we ordered pizza and we're just hanging out playing video games, watching YouTube. That's when he asked me if I had ever seen any of the old cartoons from Disney. I said that I hadn't and he began to show me some of them. I remember thinking they were kind of creepy, the way the animation was done. It may have been due to them being hand-drawn, or maybe something more ethereal. I'm not too sure. Either way, I thought they were great. Roy's parents were high up at the Walt Disney Company, and they had all this Disney stuff throughout the house, which was probably why he knew about the old Disney shorts. After he saw that I really liked them, he asked if I wanted to see his parents' Disney media room, which I immediately agreed to. He brought me into a theater they had in their basement with shelves and shelves of old tapes, along with film reels and vintage camera equipment. However, there was one shelf that seemed slightly different than the other ones. Roy stood next to it and smiled as he typed in a code behind one of the tapes and opened up a secret passage into a hidden room on the other side of the shelf. Inside were several out-of-print and banned Disney VHS tapes, along with an old film reel that was in a locked glass case in front of a poster of Steamboat Willie. This is the original unedited print of Steamboat Willie, Roy whispered as he gazed at it in awe. No one has ever seen this except for a few executives at the Walt Disney Company. Have you watched it? I asked. Nope. I've just heard my parents talk about it in the past. They've been saying that they'll show me it one day, but not until I'm ready. But it's just a cartoon, I said curiously. Not according to them. Apparently, it's much more than that. Although, I'm honestly not even sure why myself. I saw Roy start feeling around the back of one of the shelves. Uh, what are you doing? I asked. Get in the keys. I found them last week. We're going to watch it? Roy smiled and leaned in far. Duh. When he finally pulled out the keys, my heart sunk. I have to admit, I was afraid to watch it, based on what he told me his parents said. But I didn't want to be the guy who was known for chickening out at watching a Mickey Mouse cartoon, either. Roy unlocked the case and took out the old film reel. Roy walked over to the film projector they had at the center of the room. He followed along with the YouTube tutorial, putting the first spool on the piece at the front of the camera and turning on a switch below. A clicking sound echoed throughout the basement as it started running giving the room the vibe of some kind of 1920s movie theater. A bright square projected up onto a screen on the wall before Roy threaded the film through the projector and the movie started playing. There was something so eerie about watching the movie like that. Just a totally different experience than with a digital version on a computer screen. It was almost as if the film was something tactile instead of just a series of digital dots on a screen. We sat back in these big comfy chairs and let the movie play out. Just like the others, this one was great as well. I really enjoyed how Mickey kept using every character as an instrument throughout the film. I started to feel like I had probably built it up a bit too much in my mind, being afraid to watch it earlier. 
It was really just like any other Mickey short. At least it seemed that way. Until there was a power outage about three-fourths of the way through the film. In the total darkness, I turned my phone's flashlight on and pointed it at Roy. He looked at me with a confused expression as he got up from his seat. Maybe it's the breaker. Let me go check. Honestly, as an 11-year-old boy, I was surprised that he knew about resetting the breaker, but I guess he was a pretty handy kid. I heard a loud click come from the darkness at the other side of the room a couple of times, but the power didn't come back on. Damn, I hope we didn't break anything. I announced out into the darkness. I'm sure it's fine, but my parents will be home soon anyway. You should probably head home before they get back. That way I'll be the only one who gets in trouble if we did mess something up. Roy stated as he walked back over toward me. This was sound logic in my book. So we said our goodbyes and I headed out. I only lived about a half mile away, so I just started walking back home. I'll tell you what though, we lived in the suburbs and the streets were dirt roads. So after like 6 p.m., they would get extremely empty. Of course, I immediately felt like I was seeing things coming around empty street corners, even though nothing was there when I would look. I've never been too fond of the dark, especially when there's no one around. Too much imagination, I guess. After a couple blocks, I noticed something really weird, though. In the dirt, on the road up in front of me, I noticed these strange shoe prints. They weren't shaped like regular shoes, either. They were much wider. But the weirdest thing about them was that they just stopped in the middle of the dirt road. No trail of footprints going off the street into the grass or anything. As if whoever they came from just vanished into thin air. Then I saw something square in the dirt down on the ground in front of where the steps had ended. As I approached, I realized it was a Polaroid picture. I picked it up and a chill ran down my spine. It was a photo of Roy in front of the camera and his face was in a state of pure terror, like he was being forced to take the photo. But it was what was in the shadows behind him that made my blood run cold. It was a ghostly silhouette of the shape of Mickey Mouse's head, with a tall, ragged captain's hat at the center of his ears and a drooping, wide-mouthed grin. I looked up from the photo and, standing in the distance in front of me, was that same figure from the photo. It was at least nine feet tall and just stood at the center of the empty street, head cocked slightly to the right, only it didn't seem like it had a solid figure. Its body was in a state of constant movement, almost as if it was made of a plume of steam. I started running as fast as I could down a street to my left. It wasn't directly the way home, but I didn't care at that point. I was in total panic mode. Then I heard this disturbing little chuckle echo from up ahead on my right. There he was again, standing in front of a garage door. I started running again, but he didn't even seem to chase me. And a few streets up, I saw him standing on someone's balcony. Eventually I got to my house, ran inside and locked the door. I collapsed behind the door, hyperventilating, trying to get my heart rate down. When I finally regained my composure, my first thought was to find my parents and tell them what happened. I ran upstairs expecting them to be in their room, but when I got there, they weren't anywhere in sight. Fearfully, I searched the rest of the house, not finding them anywhere else either. 
This made no sense because I had seen our car outside. Then I thought about the one place I hadn't checked. I slowly made my way to the living room and toward our basement door. It was slightly open and I could hear some kind of clicking sound coming from down the stairs. As I carefully descended them, I became aware of what the sound was. It was the same clicking we had heard earlier on that night. The clicking of a film projector. I then saw the back of my parents' heads from behind the couch. They were sitting there staring at the projection of Steamboat Willie, playing up on the wall. Mom? Dad? I called out delicately. Neither of them budged. As I walked around the couch to get their attention, I got a glimpse of their faces. Nothing in my life has shocked me to my core quite like what I saw. Their mouths were wide open, with black sludge dripping down each of their chins, and their eyes were totally black like an abyss, and the name Willie was written on their foreheads. I don't remember much after that point. I woke up in the hospital. I guess my screams must have been heard by the neighbors. I told the police at the hospital what had happened, but they just stared at me, confused. They said that my parents were on their way to come get me. My parents haven't been the same ever since then. They keep a much more watchful eye on me, and it seems like they never laugh or smile anymore. I have retold my story again and again to therapists, but it's always written off as the ramblings of someone experiencing serious PTSD. Even my friend Roy stopped talking to me after that night, claiming it was for my own mental health although he can't remember any of the details of what happened that night, and his eye color has changed. I've never in my life had mental issues, and plus, how do they explain the Polaroid picture I found? I know Roy's parents know something else about this film. I need to find out what it is before some other naive kids watch it again and let that thing out for another night of fun.